man, is that the Rock News Weekly Podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is Rock News Weekly. Every week, we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news. This week's new releases, this week in music history trivia, movies, pop culture, and more. Follow us on all social media platforms at Rock News Weekly for our quick one-minute weekly update videos. And please give the episode a five-star rating if you enjoy the episode. Now on to this week's episode. And we are live. What's up, everybody? It's time for the Rock News Weekly Podcast. Chris here with Lalo and Charles. What's up, guys? hey Lots of things to talk about this week, so let's get to it. Yeah. Uh, we've been off for a while dealing with some stuff, uh, family issues and all of that. Uh, but we're back this week, and we're glad for you guys joining us. Of course, check us all out, rocknewsweekly.com. Uh, we're at Rock News Weekly, all of our social media, all that good stuff. This week of August 15th, yes. 2022, Season 4, Episode 31, we're talking about The Offspring. They are unharmed after their touring vehicle caught on fire mm. this week, guys. We'll talk about that. It was pretty crazy. Chili Peppers announced a new double album. Oh. Uh, Billy Corgan raising funds for his Highland Park community in Chicago. Tom Morello getting knocked off the stage cool. by a security guard at a Rage Against the Machine show in Toronto. Plus, this week in Rock and Roll History Trivia, Weekly WTF, so much more. All of our links are up at rocknewsweekly.com. For $3.99 a month, you guys can support the podcast. We appreciate it. Anchor.fm slash rocknewsweekly slash subscribe. Uh, We just got a new webcam, uh, so we updated the webcam a little bit. You can't really tell on our end, uh, but it's 60 frames per second instead of 30 frames per second, so it's a little bit not like we do a lot of movement anyway, but it's a little bit of a clearer picture, so... Those are the things that your guys' money goes to when I uh, upgrade certain things here in the studio. So we appreciate it. Maybe I'm, I'm going to do some movement. All right, Charles, take over these uh, new releases while I adjust the, the mic volume real oh, quick. Okay. If so you don't mind. A to Z. <laughs> a to Z. It starts off strong, right? So it's like, they were like. I guess it's uh, a compilation. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. They were like, what should we call our band? And it's like, I don't know. Like, there's all kinds of names. I mean,. Okay, we'll just start from A to Z. <laughs> that's it. But hey, that's awesome. And their debut album is called A to Z too, so that's that's pretty dope. Um, Arch Nemesis, Deceiver, uh, Erroneous, Arcala. So that's our favorite folk band. Yeah. Um, Bitter End, Harsh Realities, Boris, 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 uh, Heavy <laughs> Rock, Boris, Boris, <laughs> <laughs> Collective Soul. What? Yeah. What? I don't like that album don't name. Think about I don't like that don't. album name. Yeah, I know, right? That's kind of a weird one. Yeah, it is vibrating on Fuzzy Flex Records too. <laughs> so oh. they downgraded to Fuzzy Flex Records. No, um, Arab Altor, Natram, okay, <laughs> uh, G- Generation Radio, <laughs> uh, with the with the album Generation Radio. Uh, Hollywood Undead. Oh, All right, get, Johnny Depp's got his. We're not his gonna thing do going it on. like the Eagles. We're gonna put a K gonna, instead. Yeah. We're gonna put a K. California. Yeah, straight. We, you know how we figure? How we learned that? It was that Corn Camp, my brother. Corn Camp. Corn camp. That's, that's where they got corn the idea. Camp with all Ks. Um, right. Hydra, Point Break, just like the movie with uh, Keanu Reeves and yeah. Patrick Swayze. He's surfing. Mm-hmm. Um, Lo- Locrian, uh, new catastrophism. <laughs> Catastroph, catastrophism, catastrophism, catastrophism. Um, right. the new the new energy drink. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Nordic Union, animalistic. Norma Jean, <gasps> Norma Jean, Norma Jean. 
all girls want to be like Norma Jean. Uh, <laughs> Restless Spirit, Second to None, Seventh Storm, Maledictus, Sunstorm, oh, names. Brothers in Arms, The Halo Effect, uh, Days of the Lost, Unprocessed, Gold. Uh, and their record label is Spine Farm. <laughs> that, that's pretty <laughs> they, dope. Yep. That's a cool record they label. They just gross fines. And uh, then um, and then last but not least, <laughs> Vandenblas! Vandenblas! <laughs> Life and Immortal. It's a DVD CD, a too. G what? It's yeah. a DVD CD? Vandenblas. Oh, they're going back. Yeah. You will listen to our DVD and CD combo. All right. I know everybody's been waiting for this. Ooh, you better start booking it now, Charles. Oh, my gosh. 311's Cruise. It's coming. Oh, my gosh. 311 Day. Concert at Sea. And they always do 311 Day on March 11th. You know, they've... Yeah. They've been sticking with that little gig, and or a, uh, people thought it was a joke, but they've been, that's like their day, 311 day. That's become their thing, and they always do something big on it. Oh. So they're going to be going to, uh, where, where is it? <laughs> Harvest K. <laughs> Harvest K, Belize. <laughs> oh. And Roatan. <laughs> Harvest Honduras. K, blazing with my energy. Whoa. Getting on the boat with my energy. <laughs> Uh, so 311 days, yeah. Okay. Cruise. Have fun, all of our audience who go attend oh, 311 they're all, day. They're all gonna go. Yeah. Oh yeah. All I'll of our metalhead audiences like going straight to 311 Harvest Day, <laughs> <laughs> August 10th through August 16th next year. Oh so okay. You got plenty of time to book. They're planning way ahead. Look at Jason Bonham being sucked up by an alien light here. <laughs> I think. Oh look at him. Yeah. He's actually uh, being abducted as we speak in this photograph. Yeah. That movie, Fire in the Sky. Either that, or he just had been holding a fart for, like, oh, so long. Finally. Yeah, he finally came out. <laughs> it was just hard, difficult for him. Jason, yeah, he looks, he looks like he's having a good time right here. <laughs> Jason Bonham's Led Zeppelin Evening. They've announced a 16-date North American fall trek, and it's going to be kicking off uh, October 8th in Indio. Nice. Uh, that's down there in Southern California here for us in California. And then we get a couple dates in California, San Diego, Bakersfield, Los Angeles, uh, all right around that first two weeks, first week of October. And then uh, he's also got some East Coast dates for you guys in August coming up, actually, this next week. Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, oh. Rhode Island, New York. He's got a statement about uh, up, up there. What's that? It looks, uh, it looks like um, J J uh, Jason Bonham told us that playing drums is what keeps him tied to his father, the late great John Bonham, who died when he was only 14. Oh. And he said, quote, I have a hell of a lot to live up to. That's how he talks, right? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah keep it going. Uh, a lot of people say, what's it like, you know? You're the son of John Bonham. And, and I, I say, say, fuck you. Like, yeah, <laughs> fuck you. I hate you. That's it. That's it. No, that's, that's the quote. Yeah. Yeah. Come listen to Led Zeppelin. No, basically, he's like, it's such an iconic band. It's a big shoes to fill. Uh, and he's like, basically, my dad handed me this job. So he's like, you know, he gave him the skill and the catalog and the yeah. ability to play his music. And that's what he does. And it's a pretty cool little recreation. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. He does. Uh, his, he's got his dad's kit that's that cool. he plays. And uh, it's pretty awesome. So plus, I heard that John Bonham wore size 16 shoes, too. So really? Yeah. Figure no, that is not literally. true. Is it? Yeah, big shoes to fill. Man, crazy. Okay, that was big clown shoes. Big. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he gets some double bass, brother. Okay, so Offspring, oh, that wow. vehicle oh. fire. Check it out. 
Here's a picture of their car on the stairs. There's, I think that's Dexter. And then uh, I think that might be uh, the guitarist guy. But yeah. Dexter's so, like, my car is on fire. It's always on fire. <laughs> oh, my God. My the car is fire. coming. All right. We're en route. To, it says um, they were en route to play a concert in Rimouski, Quebec, on, uh, in Canada on Saturday, August 6th. Wow. One of, one of their vehicles caught fire. Oh, man. The band was unharmed, but luggage, passports, laptops, and pretty much everything else was destroyed. Ugh. Um, Brutal. I looks I mean our our podcast listeners can't see it but it's pretty it's a pretty brutal fire. Now, before I tell you guys, how do you think the fire started? Oh man. Mm. What do you think it was? It looks so so it's like a newer vehicle. Yeah. It's like a brand new like for people that can't see it's a Chevy like kind of SUV or big big van type of deal. I'm going to go with Dexter's hairspray. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Yep. What do you think, Lalo? I'm going to go with failed attempt to make a Molotov cocktail. <laughs> there you go. Yep. They're trying to make a Molotov cocktail and throw it at somebody on the other. Yeah, yeah. And just ex- karma, instant yeah. karma. Instant and Dexter karma. said, watch this, I'm going to throw this at my window. And then he just, like, tossed it, but the, <laughs> do- the window was shut. <laughs> okay, hey. well, it says, while traveling through Canada yesterday, something flew off the vehicle in front of us. And became wedged underneath one of our SUVs. Wow. And it caught fire. They were thinking that it might have been a trailer hitch or something. Yeah. Uh, something kind of big. Uh, so it says, we made it safely to Ramuski and we'll be performing tonight at, at the Grand Festival Telus or something. So they actually performed. Wow. They, oh, they, nice. It wasn't like their gear burned up. It oh, that's like, impressive. But it was like a bunch of personal stuff yeah. and their laptops and like crazy um, though, right? The Offspring's Kevin Noodles. Wasserman, quote, said, uh, by the time we heard the sirens, it was already too late. (laughs) That is not a quote. (laughs) He says, it could have been much worse. The band and I are so thankful and relieved that all involved are okay. No one one is sure what started the fire yet, but the SUV hit something big and heavy, possibly a a lost trailer hitch. Wow. Within seconds, the vehicle was in flames. That's crazy. Yeah. I knew a dude who, and this is not a joke, this actually happened. Um, he had like a big crescent wrench in his office and I was like, why do you, he was an IT specialist. Like, why do you have this crescent wrench? I mean, it was, it was a big one. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he was like, no lie. I'm driving with my wife and we're like on I five or whatever. And something flies out of a truck. And the next thing you know, like our tire blows. So we're trying to figure out what it is and we can't. And we're like, we're like, okay, maybe something sharp flew out and then popped their tire. So they take it to the shop, and the shop's like, they can't figure it out, so they open up the tire. Like, the tire's gone. They open it up, and it's a crescent wrench. It somehow or another came out with so much force, it blew a hole in the tire and then went into the tire. Whoa. And, and yeah, basically just kind of tore it apart from the inside. It oh just goes nuts. Man. I mean, Crazy. you're talking about, like, maybe maybe a six- or seven-inch long crescent wrench. Wow. Yeah. Weird stuff like that happened Wild, on the road. Yeah. Crazy, huh? Yeah. Uh, well, glad everybody was okay, and they still performed. They got to give it to them. They could have very well. I've seen bands cancel shows for a lot worse. Oh yeah, a, big a lot time. less. I mean, you know, big time. So good for them for still performing, but crazy. Okay, <laughs> here's one of the stories of the week. Tom Morello accidentally knocked off stage by a security guard oh, who's trying yeah. to actually defend him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, see, if you see in the picture on the left, 
The security guard is trying to tackle a fan that got too close to Tom. So that dude in the red shirt, I believe, is the fan. Yeah. That tried to get up to Tom, and then the security guard had tried to tackle him. He ended up tackling both of them. Oh. Yeah. So I'll, I'll show you. I, I have the video here. Let me see if I can get the video going. You know, an unfortunate um, coincidence, uh, that security guard's nickname is The Machine. <laughs> it, oh, and so he was That's raging it. against it? Yeah, yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, we don't have it on this because it's just fresh, but I read this morning that uh, Rage Against the Machine had to cancel their Europe tour because of Zach Delarich's health. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, All right. I don't know what's going on with that one, but we'll probably find out. out next week. Huh? Um, here we go. Oh, okay. There, there he go. is. Why do people do that? Damn, he got in. He did. Oh, oh! Oh! Oh, no. Okay, the guy so escaped. Let's check that out. Look at this. Oh, that was an so honest mistake. Yeah, I, he really tried. I mean, okay, so check it out. And we noticed too, guys. What a dick. Let's let's also point out that Zach De La Rocha is still performing uh, sitting down. So he see Zach De La Rocha is sitting down. Oh yeah, on what that looks to injury. be a a suitcase, like he's a traveling performer. <laughs> but yeah, so he's sitting down still. Yeah. Uh, so that's also of note. Probably could have helped the situation if he wasn't. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Normally he's on stage. Right, and probably would have been able to see this maybe, but so let's watch it again. Yeah, here he comes, running towards Tom Morello. Whoa! Oh, security guard kind of gets him. All right, one more time. Kind of gets him. It looks like that oh. guy made a cleaner escape than Tom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Poor Tom got knocked down he by the... He got the brunt of it. <laughs> he did. All right. He did. One more time. Oh, rough. Here comes Red Shirt. He's running. He almost gets Tom Morello. The security guard gets him. Oh! Dang, he, he gets flew him right out. Look, he's trying to jump right over. Yeah, at least Tom Morello, does, he doesn't go all the way down. Oh, yeah. His legs yeah. are still hooked on. Look, at he was trying to leave. And the security watched. And, and Zach Del Roach is still singing. He's, like, looking at it. He's just, like, still singing. <laughs> Come on, Tom. Get up. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, look oh, at yeah, him down. Oh, he's like, some Tom, of those dude. that were forces, Tom Morello, get your ass up. Oh, they got him. He's look, yelling. He's still singing. Tom's yelling at everybody, too. He's like, hey, fucking damn it. Oh, now he stops it. They finally stopped. Look at Tom Morello, seems like he's having fun. Yeah. He was like, oh, yeah, getting knocked down by security, and then he rips his shirt off. <laughs> like, he's miming like he's ripping his shirt off. I don't know if he was upset, like like yelling at the crowd a little bit there or, or what. But yeah. uh, anyway, pretty crazy. The crowd is the machine in that scenario. And he was raging against it. He was. Uh, all right. So let's nicely do done. Uh, you know, just I, I hope Zach De La Roche is getting better, though. OK, yeah. brutal, man. Um, all right. So let's get back to it. Oh, Chili Peppers. Oh, yeah. They announced the new double album, even though they just put out a new album. This is the artwork that from it. That is trippy, yeah. Yeah, it neat, is. Huh? It's Return. called Red Hot Chili Peppers Return of the Dream Canteen. Oh, okay. They're in their Beatles stage. Yeah. <laughs> right. They're in their Yellow Submarine stage. They're doing right, so much right. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, Return of the Dream Canteen. It looks like something... <laughs> It looks like something John Frusciante thought up, basically, oh, yeah. and brought to them. Like, I had this idea already, guys. What do you think about it? Yeah, there's that little eyeballs in the background. Yep. Yep. 
So it says it's coming out October 14th, which is pretty soon. It's already yeah. already done. This is this okay. So the the cover of the album is what Anthony Kiedis's innards look like. <laughs> that's that's what it is. When right. a doctor when a doctor opened up his chest one time, he just looked inside and he was like, "Oh my god." Yeah. So it says uh, they wrote on social media. We went in search of ourselves <clears throat> as the band uh, that we have somehow always been. Just for the fun of it, we jammed and learned some old songs. But before long, we started the mysterious process of building new songs. Uh, blah, 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 blah. When it was all said and done, our moody love for each other and the magic of the music has gifted us more songs than we knew what to do with. We figured out uh, two double albums released back to back. So Okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to say, so our Red Hot Chili Peppers fans um, on the show, you know, whatever, they're I- iconic group, um, you know. I- I'm going to say that if you're releasing two double albums back to back, the quality of your songs probably aren't that good. <laughs> like you're you're probably just coming out with a bunch of shit that sounds just like the other shit. Yeah. I, I this happens time and time again with artists when they just make music just to make music, not for the soul of it and the love of it, but just to pump out music. Right. And it's I'll, I'll bet you anything that like maybe there's one or two songs that are okay or you know fairly good on both these albums but the majority of them are just it's just the same stuff. <clears throat> I know John Frusciante this is his style too he mm. he put out a ton of solo stuff when he was uh, not in the Chili Peppers and he yeah. put out just all kinds of shit just uh, like you said for better or for worse all of it yeah. just like 30 song albums and you're like yeah, yeah maybe you listen to three or four of them that are actually good yeah yep so if, if you have like seven albums in the past like three years then you're you know you're not really dedicated really to that music You're well just, we'll see when jam, it comes out jamming. uh we'll we'll have to give it a listen oh my god look who that is it's nosferatu it is uh with a smashing pumpkins hat on it's billy corgan and fashion and clothing designer chloe mendel they're business owners in um highland park is community that billy corgan's lived in for over 30 years or whatever yep um in illinois town that dozens of people were injured and seven were killed during the fourth of july parade so he's been trying to do stuff this whole time and he held that benefit finally that we talked about yeah it was called together and together again jimmy chamberlain sat in perry farrell of jane's addiction okay jazz saxophonist frank catalano and singer billy swan awesome um it it, the performance is available to view on youtube uh on demand if you guys want to check it out and uh they're still accepting uh donations so i love that i i we 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 poke fun at billy corgan a lot you know he's 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 an amazing guy but um, the, you know, this is for something really special. It and is, and you know, it's it's nice serious. when these musicians actually get back to their community for stuff yeah. like this. And I still feel horrible from the last podcast when, like, I saw his face and I just went on a tirade and just made all kinds of jokes. And then you scrolled down doing like something one really nice. Yeah, and I'm like, oh my god, way I'm to go, Charles, you jerk, you jerk. Yeah. What a cool guy that you introduce is Nosferatu. I know. Uh, yeah. I know. Would Nosferatu be such a good community guy? You know who would have known that? Know. Who would have known that a twelve hundred year old vampire <laughs> could and Taylor could be Swift such father. a champion for the community yeah. in a small town in Illinois? Absolutely. Um, all right. So, and they're also doing their fall tour with Jane's Addiction. It's coming up on October second. It's kicking off. We're gonna have tickets for their show. I think on the fifteenth of November for uh, Shoreline. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, Perry Farrell and Jane's Addiction. Out on the road for the first time in a while. So nice, pretty nice. cool. Here's all the dates. Look at that. Oh my god. A lot of dates in Texas, Tennessee. Yeah, these guys are older too, and the fact that they're doing this like well into like their late fifties is probably, 
you know, pretty hard on the old sciatica. <laughs> I would imagine. <laughs> Probably flares up pretty good. Yeah, yeah, big time. Um, now we get a couple dates in California, November 15th and 16th. So Okay. Oh, it's called the Spirits cool. on Fire Tour with uh, Jane's Addiction and Smashing Pumpkins. So Spirits uh, on Fire. Check it out. Diggity right. dope. Fred Durst got married. Look at this guy. Oh, Did you hear about that? Yeah. Uh, some woman known as Arles. Arles? <laughs> okay. Look at this. I'm like, how the hell do you pronounce this? I couldn't even find any information. Arles. 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 He's lying. He's Her been dating for a few months. So I, I, I'm going to go on a limb and like, say that the R, the L, the E, and the S is silent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Who knows? Whatever. She's Canadian. Whatever. He's like, what's up, B? Hey. Rob Halford, he, I guess he's a little bit pissed about the induction category. Oh, that, really? That Priest is nominated for. So it was a big deal when Priest finally got nominated, right? We're like, finally, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame recognizing Priest. But they recognized him in not the typical way. So it's the, the Musical Excellence Award. What? Which is slightly different than just being straight up inducted, right? Yeah. So here's his quote about it. Rob Halford, he says, <clears throat> quote, at the end of the day, does it matter? Some days I go, no, it doesn't matter. We're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Be grateful. Shut the hell up. And then there are other days where I'm like, God damn, why'd they give us the Musical Excellence Award? Because it sounds very, you know, grandiose. Yeah. Why do they put these tags on the damn thing? Why don't they go, welcome, you're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and leave yeah. it at that. Yeah. It's as though we got this far. We're like one step away, you know? I know it's silly, but it's frustrating. And they say that the historically, this award has gone to session musicians and producers. Yeah. Not necessarily straight yeah. up Yeah, not oh. for being a hard-ass rocker for the past So I can years. see how they'll kind of rub them the wrong yeah, way a little big bit. big time. It's not quite... Not quite what it should be. Are we talking about Judas Priest and Aftershock on this podcast? Am I? Yeah. Oh, we are. are well, is that coming up? Yeah. I mean, they're not going to be there. They're not going to be there. Yeah. I, I just found that out on Friday. Yep. And, and somebody told me that and I'm like, holy shit. Like, I'm usually the first to know because of the podcast. I was like, I had no idea. Yep. I was looking forward to seeing Judas Priest. They, they canceled a lot of their tour dates. Uh, Bluetooth connected. I was like, what oh, the yeah. hell is that? Um, anyway, um, yeah, so Priest is off the Aftershock Tour. Another one that's off is that group Architects from the UK. Oh, I no I guess way. they couldn't get their visas in time for the tour. Mm. So Black Label Society is replacing them. Oh, okay. All so right. that one's uh, kind of good. Yeah. It's a good replacement. But Judas Priest was replaced with Danzig. That was when they put Danzig on the bill. Oh. So Danzig's on there, and they replaced Judas Priest. I thought, see, I thought, did we, have we talked about Judas Priest pulling out before? I think. Maybe. It was, it was Maybe a while ago. Forgot. It was like in June or, oh, or, okay. or the end of May, I think, when it happened. Maybe we'll get to see Danzig. I mean, Glenn, Glenn Danzig. and Yeah, we saw cool. the Misfits last time, but Glory. I mean, this will be yeah. cool to see Danzig and Big time. different songs and a whole different band. Um, this was kind of neat. Tony Iommi and Ozzy performed at the Birmingham Commonwealth Games, which oh, nice. is like their, their Olympics, basically, over there. And they did, um, they did two songs. One of them wasn't uh, um, a Sabbath song. It was actually a song called Hear My Voice with London-born saxophonist and rapper Soweto Kinch. What? The track featured Iomi's bluesy guitar solos over New Age strings and Kinch's saxophone lines. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. so it was kind of a weird track, but they uh -huh. also did Paranoid. So oh, they did, yeah. They did the classic Sabbath Paranoid, but then they did this other track, too, uh, to kick off the Commonwealth Games. So... 
I'm going to say that in five years, Ozzy Osbourne's going to come out with an interview saying that he thought Sawato Kinch hates him <laughs> and is afraid to be... I was just standing there. And, was, yeah. Know, I was there with... Uh, who was it? It was like Peter Gabriel or some... Yeah. Some other <laughs> yeah. some other guy, and they're like, no, Ozzy, like, I thought everything was... Oh, it was Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton. And he's like, was. although Eric Clapton hated me. Yeah. Because Eric Clapton was going through rehab, and Ozzy was, like, all spun out and drunk. Like, let's see if oh, I can man. find this. Sawato Kinch. He sounds, like, straight out of Star Wars, like he'd be in Vespa like or something. like a bounty something. hunter. Yeah. Here it comes. Sawato <laughs> Kinch. Okay. Uh, cool. Oh, I think it's right here. Okay. Alright. Let me uh, switch it over so you guys can all see it. Our podcast listeners, you'll just have to look up Imagine. Black Sabbath Soweta Kinch Commonwealth Games. Oh, Tony Iommi looks like the devil in that picture. He does, yeah. He has the goatee. Yeah, like he actually does look like the devil. <laughs> actually, like the, <laughs> That's the facial crazy. complexion too, like the very angular. Oh, it's kind of they're not gonna actually show video from it. Oh yeah, it's just one of these That's stupid things where somebody though. just talks over pictures. Let me see here. There's some other things though. Down, Let's like, see. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Oh no, there's some video. Whoa! Oh, that's interesting. It's Jack Sparrow. Yeah, as a baroness <laughs> and a. Yeah. It's Captain Jack Sparrow, isn't it? And they've got. Oh, they have oh, like the poor, cool. like the serfs and the slaves all bringing in the bull to wow. kill everybody. This is definitely a theatrical performance. This oh, here's like some of the music. Yeah, sorry, I don't have the. Uh, I need to get louder speakers, but. Oh, let's think of violins. Tony Iommi's playing. A little, ooh, okay. Some dirty sacks going on in there. A giant bull is pretty metal, though. I like that. And I don't for know our podcast listeners, here. we got Ariana Grande's floating on a white dress. And <laughs> oh yeah, so Wado Kinch the is just time show. The Super doing Bowl. Interpretive dance. And there's midsummer white clothes. Is that an announcer or is that Sawato Kinch talking? <laughs> Through the saxophone? Yeah. Sawato Kinch is the saxophone player, I think. They're all Ariana Grande. Did you see that? Every single one of them. Hey, Stoney Iomi there, ripping a good solo, let me tell you. Oh, yeah. He's like doing a play by play, like an 11, uh, like a, a yeah. sports play by play. What's happening? Okay, in the what water are they doing? There? Are they getting know. the are water they now? <laughs> they're just going oh, God, the they're all drowning. Oh, no. It looks like they're like gliding across <laughs> they, it. So to our podcast listeners, she's like a bunch of people in white, and they're all dancing like in a frenzy. They're breakdancing the water. Just, they all just run into the water, <laughs> and they're just doing individual dance moves in the water in a frenzy, wow. while Tony Iommi plays guitar in the background, <laughs> and a bunch of other people do the YMCA in front of an aquarium. It's <laughs> just crazy. Yeah. And now they're mimicking some sort of crazy pregnancy dance, some Gaelic pregnancy dance <laughs> grape churning movements. the dance of fertility yeah and it's like in a giant he's blue like, cake yeah he's like playing <laughs> that saxophone in the middle of the water what is he doing it's a bunch of people frolicking frolicking is the best one frolicking in front of a giant blue cake with tony iomi uh, tony iomi playing guitar on top of the giant who, blue who aquarium cake now? Oh. 
And then in walks in. Thank um, you all. You're all fired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've come with the message from the king. Okay. There you go. So he anyway. Said, You're all perished. Kind of a big deal for them, though. They're Birmingham guys. So, like, imagine, you know. That's cool. Thinking, yeah. Thinking, like, they yeah. probably, you know, wouldn't have got that far in their careers. They're just a couple of rockers from Birmingham, you know. That was the best guitar solo on top of an aquarium cake with people frolicking I've, in it in water I've ever seen. Hard, hard to first. find a yeah. Hard to find a better one, right? Yeah. Okay. Woo! All right. Uh, what do we got Ozzy here? Osbourne wasn't even in there. He was just backstage staring at a wall. They, he did this uh, the the other track, yeah, but oh. yeah, I I didn't cue that one up. They did um, Paranoid, I think. Oh, okay. Um, oh, and they they also dropped another track, the the one they did together. It's called Degradation Rules, and it was the first time that Ozzy and Tony Iommi have done a track together outside of Black Sabbath. All right. So nice. Kind of a cool thing there. That's uh, cool. Yep. Bringing it back together. All right. So that's all Good coming luck. out soon. U2 was announced for a Las Vegas residency. Oh. So that is going to be happening in 2023. About 20,000 20, uh, capacity at the Venetian. Yeah. And it's this new thing, the Madison Square Garden Sphere. Have you guys heard or seen about this thing? I haven't. Let me see if I can find a little uh, video but about it. I think that I think that that's going to be successful. Yeah. Yeah, as like a recurring kind of Vegas shows because they've got a lot of enough songs for the audience to kind of sing to. That not not anything past like 1996, anything between 1996 and like maybe 2010, like just disregard you two. All right, now but check it out. Before that, this is crazy what they're building out here in Las Vegas. It's supposedly going to be a world class. Um, venue uh the first of its kind so check it out oh it looks like some trees in the desert oh wow can you hear this on the podcast It's just like a massive dome. Yeah, it's just this huge. So look at how like they're trying to do this thing, man. Seventeen thousand five hundred seats, and feature the largest and highest resolution LED screen. So it's probably right on the interior of the dome. So it creates this big, kind of crazy thing. I would do here. I would want to see somebody like, oh my God. like, you know, like Roger Waters or something like that. Yeah, cool would be probably epic. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be amazing. The M MSG sphere. Isn't MSG the 
an ingredient they used to put in ramen? Yeah. <laughs> Madison scorecard. Oh. Oh, okay. So it's, it's not shut yet. It'll be ready next year. Oh. They're going to be the first band wow. to do a show there. It's taking, it's taking them going on six years to build this thing. Look at that. That's it's like they're building the Truman Show. It does. It does look like Truman Show. Wow, that's amazing. I wonder how much um, tickets are going to be to see somebody there. Crazy. Yeah. But it'll be a once. I'd like to see it. Just it'll be a once in a lifetime experience. Oh yeah, big time. Uh, again, though, I don't think I'd want to see you two. <laughs> no, they're not really a band that yeah. draws me in there. It's like, more just the experience. Yeah. And I think that's going to be. There's some epic bands. Like some epic entertainment that they can do that will probably blow us away. And you know, they'll probably well, open it up to all kinds of different things. Like Cirque du Soleil is probably going to be doing shit. In Crazy there. though, right? Yeah, yeah that, looks, pretty that wild. looks amazing. Yeah. That's going to be cool. All right. I'm going to build one in my backyard. Yeah. On a much smaller scale. <laughs> sure. Out of I'm sure it'll be very successful. Yep. Uh, Aerosmith Concert Vault Series starts this week. It's their new official bootleg uh, series called 50 Years Live from the Aerosmith Vaults. Okay. So they have all these uh, cool concerts from back then, all remastered in HD from the original master tapes. Nice. So they put out a cool old concert to kick it off from 1977 from the Draw the Line Tour. Uh, and it, that one's out on their YouTube channel that just put out one from 1989, the Pump Tour. Oh, okay. And then on the 12th of August, they just released one yesterday from 1993 from the Get a Grip Tour. So some of the ones coming up are from 2003 and 2016, but still the ones from 89 and 77 there are pretty cool to check out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and redone for the first time, so fans will be interested in that. Yeah, that should be cool. They're also doing a Vegas residency. They're not playing at that place, but they're doing these other things at the MGM uh, in Vegas this year. So if you guys want to see Aerosmith, probably a good time to do it. I don't know how long they're going to be oh, able to Oh, yeah, those guys are just like two steps away from, from the crypt. <laughs> they are. I saw them in the at the uh, in 2003. So yep. that would have been during that Roximus Maximus tour. Yep. Uh, Imagine Dragons doing something pretty cool for Ukraine. Uh, they're the new ambassadors for the Ukrainian fundraising platform oh, okay. called United 24. They're working with First Lady of Ukraine Olena Zelenska to promote the organization's medical aid direction by creating a fundraiser for ambulance vehicles. Oh, okay, okay, cool. So. Uh, it's pretty awesome, and President um, Zelensky actually was instrumental in selecting in Imagine Dragons and singer Dan Reynolds. He said, quote, we love the people of U Ukraine and want to help in any way possible. Yeah. Uh, injustices like this can only be conquered when people around the world come together. We stand by the beautiful people of Ukraine and their courageous leader. We will work with United 24 local leaders to continue to find ways of awareness uh, for the funds of the people uh, until this unjust war ends. We look forward to the day. Ooh, excuse me. Where we can play a concert again in Kyiv uh, and celebrate freedom, life, yeah. and music with the resilient, strong people of Ukraine. You know, whatever happens to Ukraine in this long, drawn-out, you know, miserable kind of war, um, I can say that President Zelensky is probably going to go on history as like as like a straight-up like champion. Like the the dude's getting so much props from around the world 
Yeah, it's he's crazy. he's doing he's handling it well, and he's doing a yeah. lot for his people that a lot of other leaders probably wouldn't do. So yeah, yeah. We'll just leave it at that. It probably clinks when he walks. Look at this guy. Oh, look it's at him. Angry cockatoo. Hey, what do you think, our, our 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 teenage expert? What do you think about Marilyn Manson? I'm seeing more bird than human here. It's like <laughs> uh, <laughs> those very look bird bird like yeah, these he days, does. right? He does look bird like. Now he's hired a female attorney who represented Harvey Weinstein and Mel Gibson to fight his ex-girlfriend, Evan Rachel Wood. Oh, oh God. Blair so he, Burke. He totally no. innocent, right? He hired somebody that would to just that represented <laughs> those stand-up people. There's no better those. way to incriminate yourself. Oh, my I'll God. I'll get Harvey Weinstein's lady. lawyer. Yeah. Give me Harvey's lawyer. He's like, Marilyn Manson <laughs> just hired the truly efficient lawyer that represented Alex Jones. Oh, oh my God, God, dude. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> That's idiot. crazy. He's he's out there. Marilyn Manson. He's, he's I don't know, he's man. Done for. Not looking good, Manson. Uh, Courtney Love finished her memoir, so she's gonna release that. Yeah. Uh, I don't think anyone really cares too much about it, but still, it's something worth noting that she's trying to to make this a reality, and it's called "The Girl with the Most Cake," and it's gonna be it's coming out read sometime. It. I've read it. Oh, you've already yeah, read it. I've read it. Wow. It's just all it is is just pictures of her eating cake. It <laughs> says Courtney Love is a dull boy, just on all the pages. That's it. Wow. It's it's exactly <laughs> 276 pages, and each page is her eating a different type of cake <laughs> and a different social situation. Now, that's a good book. I might actually read that yeah. one. Yeah. All right. It's time for Rock Birthdays, so let's get to it. Woo! Uh, where's my Rock Birthday transition? <laughs> Before we go into rock birthdays, I want to give a shout out to Death Clock, who just yeah. played um, the Adult Swim uh, show about a week ago, I believe, and fucking nailed it. Oh, I'm, nice. Uh, nice. I mean, the videos of it are just amazing. Awesome. And they even um, they even came out and played that song um, with the cartoon running in the background about the horse. Uh -huh. uh, it's called, like, Steel Horse or something like that. It's just it's, – it's brutal where Nathan – um, explosion is actually riding in and just killing all the members of Death Clock in the video. It's it's really good. Awesome. All right, so rock birthdays. Look at Thurston Moore's guitar. You our podcast listeners, you can't. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. What would you look up on the internet to see this picture? Like Thurston Moore playing in front of an old barn. <laughs> I guess but, you could Google that. I mean, his guitar looks like it's been through hell and back, but it's it looks beautiful. Cool, yeah, it's beautiful. It's it like battle worn. Yeah, or Jaguar. Yeah, he's a guitarist and singer of Sonic Youth. He still looks very grunge. Um, before grunge was cool, right? He is sixty-four years young. I had no idea that Thurston Moore was was sixty-four. Yep. I thought I figured he was a little younger than that. Um, Jim McCarty. Jim McCarthy. Jim McCarthy. <laughs> he looks he's just having a mediocre time. Right. Yeah. He's hey, like, guys, come on. Like, <laughs> come on, guys. He didn't really dress up. He just threw on a button-up. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's just, like, walked out. He's probably got flip-flops or Crocs on. Oh, he's yeah. just kind of hanging out. Look at this band yeah. name. I'm interested in that, into that band. He was what, the drummer the for the Yardbirds, the Box of Frogs. And apparently he was the co-founder of the <laughs> Renaissance. <laughs> so... <laughs> He's, he was a busy guy. He is. He's 78 Come years on, old. Come on, guys. Come on. And you can't get Jim McCarty excited about anything. I wasn't a co-founder of the Renaissance. Yeah, exactly. On, when when his children were born, he was like, oh, that's cool. He was just like eating like just <laughs> eating cake with Courtney Love. Uh, Roger Taylor. Oh, uh, he's he's the drummer <laughs> from Queen. 
And I love Roger Taylor, but Roger Taylor looks like he's about to have a heart attack those, any second. Those glasses are actually the they live glasses. So oh, yeah. You can see the zombies. You can. You know, you know? Yeah. Out in the crowd. Yep. He believes that. The he's aliens. got a he's yeah. got a very um he's got a very um what is it? Uh like everything matches. Like his face, the size, his beard, his hair. Very proportional. Like every right, very yeah. proportional face. Like yep. Yeah, he is 73 years old, and I, I actually can't believe that like, he is just only a few years uh, older than Thurston Moore. Like, it's, <laughs> that's crazy. I, that's nuts. It looks like he's overheating. Um, <laughs> Gary Sharon uh, looking all introspective in a black and white photo, staring down. More and, than words. Yep. Uh, he was the singer of Extreme and a short stint with uh, Van Halen. He's 61 years old, and that's what right. he's looking at in this picture is Courtney Love eating cake. He can't believe it. Like, Dude, it's, she's so gross. It's out of the book of memoir. He's just like, well, that's interesting. Oh. oh, Mick Jagger, who did sell his soul to the devil in the crossroads right. with chicken marrow nubbins. Um, right. Yeah, he is 79 years old, and he's looking about 109, you yeah. know, but he's lived a, a pretty rough life, and I my hat's off to Mick Jagger because he's amazing. Yeah. But he's the singer of the Rolling Stones, baby. He is. And then... He, <laughs> you like that? I love oh. this. Uh, Tris Imboden. <laughs> he, is the, he is the drummer from Chicago. Oh, yes. And every single vehicle he owns is a van with tinted windows. <laughs> he, he insists on driving to the shows in his own tinted window van. He has Tris, why don't you just hop on the tour bus, man? Tristan no. <laughs> He's the only drummer in the history of mankind who walks around with pocketfuls of candy. Would you like a candy? <laughs> oh my god, oh. our podcast our podcast <laughs> listeners. I wish you could see this picture. <laughs> he is 71 years old, man. And he is going strong. Oh, <laughs> Whatever. Man. He's like, in this picture, he's looking at Courtney Love eating cake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And here's, uh, oh, dude, you, Jake, uh, Jacoby Shaddix, uh, a.k.a. Kobe Dick. That's his real um, name. Kobe, yeah, I know. That's his, that's his real name. Yeah, Kobe Dick. That's a pretty lame name. Yeah. It's um, not Moby Dick. <laughs> it's not it's Moby Dick. Dick. Kobe Dick. He is a singer of Papa Roach. He is 46 years old. And, I, you know, I, I can't even. <laughs> it's difficult for me to even say anything about him after our last picture because the last picture was so epic. <laughs> what? What, what do you mean? Uh, when are we going to take over the world? <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. And they could talk to each other. What? Yeah. Oh, that's it. He. Okay, so go back up really quick. So, um. Uh, uh, Tris Imboden was the inspiration for uh, the character that, you know, the guy that William Farrell does, the voice of him in the animated movie, uh -huh. um, where he's like, Olo. Olo. Remember what I'm talking about? Oh, and Megamind. He's Megamind. He's, he's Megamind. He's Megamind? He's the inspiration for Megamind. I'm getting a little bit of, like, Dobby. Dobby and, like, Smeagol. You have to say his name backwards, and then uh, yeah. you get granted three wishes. Yeah. Uh. Ned Nomian. 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 Ned Nomian
Oh, Here you've awakened me from my slumber. You know what? If you say Tris and Bowden three times in the mirror, uh, Kobe Dick shows up. Actually, it's a Ricky Rocket will show up. Hey, what, do you, what do you call me for? Look, look at Ricky Rocket. I'm the drummer for Poison, baby. Yeah. I'm 61 years old, and, I'm, and I still have the haircut of a... Of a 16-year-old circa 1997. The arrowhead for a necklace. Yeah, look at look at his 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 Pat Benatar esque um, witchy hair out of the late 90s. It's just <laughs> it like is very witch- it's a witchy woman. Yeah, it's witchy it's out woman. of the movie The Craft. It's crazy. The yeah. Edge, who oh, he was okay. born the Edge, first name the last name. He was name born Edge. with that Nick Cap. Yep. He came out of the, oh, the womb. You know when the they give the babies those knit caps it's a when part they're of his born? Skull. He just, it's become fused to his skull now. It's oh. part of his skull. He is 61 years old, and he's and he looks very serious in this picture. He, he looks like he's he terrified. He does look. After what he sees. He looks he like he look just like saw, I don't know, the worst news ever. He did. He's lo- He's also looking at Courtney Love eating cake. <laughs> That's <laughs> all of these could pictures. be what it is. Yeah. Uh, think, Scott Snap. He's actually oh, looking Scott. at Courtney Love right there too. Scott oh, Scott yeah. Stapp. Um, yeah, so he's a singer of Creed and he has lost his goddamn mind recently. Uh, <laughs> this is this this picture of him sweating really hard. He's not even playing any music. He's just like walking around the streets of LA <laughs> with an ear monitor in with, and the, there's just yeah. there's no one there. Exactly. And he's got uh, what what he believes in is, is is a tattoo in Egyptian language on his left arm, but in all reality it's just gibberish. <laughs> that, that's that's all it is. The tattoo guy wrote it in yeah. real language. This guy's an that's idiot. It. And you know what? He's right now his arms are wide open. Wow. No kidding. They are. Isn't that ironic? Yep. That's it. They're always open with that guy. Yeah, he he's also watching Courtney Love eating cake with arms wide open. All right, we got some trivia time, so let's get to it. Uh oh, let's start again. Let's start again. No. Okay. Okay. Oh. This week in rock and roll <laughs> trivia, let's get to it. Yeah. This week in 1964. This album hits. Oh, this album hits number one on the album chart, where it stays for 14 weeks, guys. What album okay. was it? Was it A. Times They Are Changing from Bob Dylan, B. All Summer Long from the Beach Boys, C. A Hard Day's Night from the Beatles, or was it D. He's a rootin' tootin' cocaine cowboy, David Crosby and the cocaine <laughs> powdered Wilf- Wilford Brimley mustaches. I love that. I love that. That was. That. A good album too, that was. These are all released in 1964, so. Yeah. What do you guys think? He's a rootin' tootin' cocaine cowboy. I love that song. That was a good huh. jam. Southern man. Uh, what do you think, Lalo? You know what? Okay. I don't have like a definite decision yet, but I'm kind of curious as to whether the Wilford Brimley mustaches were the other band members, or if he just had them like patches just across like a jacket. Just torn off Wilfred Brimley mustaches oh, powdered. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think about that. Because I think that would make sense if that stayed on there for 14 weeks just because of like, the spectacle of it. Yeah. So I think, yeah. Okay, D. Okay. He's a rootin' tootin' cocaine cowboy. That is, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, He's a rootin' tootin' cocaine cowboy, David Crosby, and the cocaine powdered Wilfred Brimley mustaches. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a hard one, Chris. 
Yeah. I, you know, I know. It, that one, I know that one was really, uh, like, up to, to head. Did it with get to a, number one, though? I don't know. Hard Day's it, Night. It, I don't know if it actually stayed at number one for 14 weeks. You know what? I don't know if it was that strong of an album, but I don't know. I mean. Uh, this was this was before, um, you know, uh, global warming. <laughs> when yeah. Uh-huh. A, when a summer was <laughs> right. only 14 weeks long. Oh, right, right. So uh-huh. I'm going to go with All Summer Long by the Beach Boys. Oh, All okay. Summer Long. Yeah, oh, okay. because summer was 14 weeks in 1964. It was actually the Beatles. What? Uh, Wait, how can it go for 14 weeks when it was just a hard day's night? <laughs> I know, <That's> right? <laughs> <laughs> These are the questions okay. that keep us up at night. Look at their heads. Yeah, we all got the same <laughs> haircut. The same haircut. Yeah. Our eyebrows are very interchangeable. Yep, Hard Day's Night, 14 weeks, pretty impressive for them. Um, yeah. All right, let's get to it. Another uh, trivia question. This week in 1976, guys, this musician is granted a green card for permanent residence in the U.S. Is it A, Paul McCartney? B, John Lennon, C, David Bowie, or was it D, David Cocaine Crosby and his all-American, all-star, cocaine, ragtime band, (laughs) please give me a green card, I'm on the run from the Bolivian police, help me. (laughs) Kind of a long run-on sentence of a band there, I don't know. I love that. I don't know how that would even fit on a record, but. That actually sounds like something Kanye West would do. Yeah. At this moment. The name of his tour. Yeah. Oh, that's a tough one, too. What do you think, Lalo? <laughs> do you know David Crosby's band name in this looks a little looks a little suspicious? It, it is kind of yeah. sus. It's very oh, sus. Very. Yeah. Very. Mm. Which, which is amazing because he actually is an American resident. I know. And See, the okay. Fact that he's searching, that's what's throwing me yeah, off. He's asking for a green card. Yeah. <laughs> the U.S. government just gave him a card that well, was green. Why is he on the run from the Bolivian police? We don't yeah. know. Yeah. Okay. Mm. It could be a variety of things with David Crosby. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. Let's go. In 1976, this musician is granted a green card for permanent residence in the U.S. Let's go. Let's go, David Bowie. You going, David Bowie? Okay. David Bowie. I think I'm gonna agree with Lalo over here and do David Bowie. David Bowie. Yeah. This week in 1976. It was actually whoa! This guy. Why does the photo look like that? It's John Lennon and Yoko Ono. That's an awkward-looking photo. Yeah, he's granted a green card for permit. That was his green card, Uh, and yeah, this week in 1976, John Lennon. Wow. Okay, cool. So there you go. There we go. All right. If he would have never have done that, then things wouldn't have gone. He should have stayed in London. I know, right? That's kind of a good point. Uh, Oh, you know what? Before we do this, we haven't done a commercial. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Well, you pick, Lalo. We oh, got. Okay. We what got we uh, British Pub, Crow's Milk, Bro, Krill, Ball Jack Country, Joyce Choiceless, Hamburger Face, Corn Camp, Marrow Nubbins, uh, Ball Jack Compadre, Krill, <laughs> Family Matters, and Vikuzna Tochka. Because I want to start watching Better Call Saul soon, and this is gonna like tickle that that lawyer. Part of me. Let's go. Ah, Joyce, Joyce. Choiceless. Yeah. Joyce, Joyce. I, Joyce Choiceless. A good choice. Thank you. For Joyce Choiceless. Let's do it. And now a message from one of our sponsors. Have you been involved in an accident? Are you currently involved in an accident? Did you make an accident in your pants? Is an accident waiting for you at some point sometime soon? Have your parents ever told you you were an accident? Well, you've got a chance to get back at those pesky people by visiting my law firm today. Hi. I'm Joyce Choiceless. 
I run a law firm on the corner of Cisco and Glen called Joyce Choiceless for the Voiceless, and my motto is, with Joyce Choiceless, you're not voiceless. In fact, you're on my choice list. Just between you and me, lawyers, right? But I'm not a lawyer. Not just because I've been disbarred, but because I've had a few accidents just like you. My friend Tony, he's a lawyer. And for only the cost of a venti caramel frap a few times each day, you can climb out of that accident shithole and ride into a 93 Lexus. What? I can't say shithole? Let me start over. I'm Joyce Choiceless, and I'll represent you in a court of law. Me and my husband, Royce, will give the voiceless a voice and the choiceless a choice. Don't be a fool. Come down to Joyce Choiceless Law Firm for the voiceless and explain yourself. Every person who enters my offices and slaps down a $5 fee gets a complimentary bottle of crow's milk. Come get some. Come down and buy me a coffee and we'll talk about your accident. What do you have to lose? Don't be an asshole. What? I can't say asshole. <laughs> it just ended perfect. at the uh, just ended perfect. at the perfect time. Right. Yeah. Are you really gonna start watching Better Call Saul? Um. You know what? I can't start it until Maria says I can because we're supposed to start it together. Oh God. I was gonna do Breaking Bad and then I found out that uh, Better Call Saul is like the prequel. Are you gonna watch it on like whatever, like on Twitch or whatever, like? You, are you using a platform to watch it together, or a, a platform? Yeah, like is she gonna watch it from her house and you're gonna watch it from our house? Like, oh no, no, no. Oh, this okay. would probably be like if I ever hung out at her house and like had dinner. Oh, there you go. Yeah, cool. Because I don't yep. think we have Netflix. <laughs> Dang, got- they're they're still um, they're still talking about how he's the Romeo and Juliet actor. That movie came out in like 1993. And people. it was awful. Oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't. Like, he's done so many other movies, guys. <laughs> John Leguizamos, who we're talking about, and what we're mentioning here is the fact that James Franco was cast recently as Fidel Castro hmm. in the upcoming film Alina of Cuba. Obviously, James Franco's not of uh, Puerto Rican descent or any of that, right? And so uh, John, Leguizamo, uh, John Leguizamo said, How is this still going on? How is Hollywood excluding us but stealing our narratives as well? This is effed up, boycott. Uh, appropriation uh, from the Hollywood and streamers um, basically says seriously difficult to tell the story without aggrandizement which would be wrong I don't have a problem with Franco but he ain't Latino and then Fidel's Castro Fidel Castro's daughter Alina Fernandez actually got online and said she supported Franco in the role of her father and says quote the project is almost entirely Latino both in front and behind the camera and she said James Franco has an obvious physical resemblance with Fidel Castro besides his skills and charisma. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, she's kind of coming to the defense there. And if she's the daughter, I say that's okay. Yeah, yeah. if she's the daughter, that's okay. But I, I kind of yeah. see his point, too, that it's like... Oh, yeah. We're casting Scarlett Johansson as the, the role for Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. Instead of, you know, like a Japanese yeah. uh, woman that should be cast in that role that it's supposed to be played by that, you know? Yeah. Wr- written for that. So I, I don't think, know. It's one of those things, right? Yeah, I think I think that it, it, he definitely does have a point, but he's uh, but he's probably John Leguizamo's probably going to have to go. Okay, well now I now yeah. I can't. Yeah, because the daughter said it was okay. Like it's yeah. I mean, it's if, okay, it's okay. if Fidel Castro's daughter's saying it's all right, yeah. then I'd, I'd say that it pretty much ends there. So. Yeah, absolutely. Get over it. Uh, Mike Tyson says that Hulu stole his life story for a new series. Yeah. Okay. You guys hear about this? He's not happy with them. Uh, he says. 
it was pretty uh, he, he he went hard on this he's like Hulu is the streaming version of the slave master they stole my story and didn't pay me Hulu oh. stole my story they're Goliath I'm David heads will roll for this why didn't they pay him why not pay I him? don't know they have a series called Mike and they didn't pay him for it oh okay. they took his life story and they're basically doing a documentary or biopic on him and without his supposed authorization well I guess if they're just using snippets from like regular media oh no they uh i saw the trailers for it it's like an actual story they have someone playing mike oh they have somebody playing mike yeah they're um you remember the movie 24 with like it was a jackie robinson movie yeah they're doing that but with with mike tyson oh then they definitely need to pay him yeah yeah all right yeah Yeah, that's that's that isn't right right. because they're going real deep into it too with like the legal stuff i think that's wild man yeah they should pay yeah they should pay come on hulu you, you make enough money yeah yeah and you just got a bunch of money with the new predator movie so hook them up uh weird al we got the premiere date for the new weird al yankovic story it's coming Ooh. out on roku on november 4th okay with evan rachel wood as madonna rain wilson as radio broadcaster dr demento awesome so, there you go that's coming out november 4th I'm, I'm down to watch it uh nev campbell opening up about leaving the scream franchise do you see that after for 25 years she's leaving uh yeah she maybe should leave (laughs) well she says it's maybe not for what you think as a woman in this business i think it's really important for us to be valued and to fight to be valued i honestly don't believe that if i were a man and had done five installments of a huge blockbuster franchise over 25 years that the number that i was offered would be the number that was offered to a man good point that's fair yeah Yeah. put your foot down so i think good for her on that well and nev campbell um nev nev campbell likes sigourney weaver that I, I watched uh, I watched this thing about like you know empowered women where they're the main protagonists and right. they like they're the like ones an alien no, franchise yeah, for Sigourney no man comes to their rescue like they're the ones who are kicking ass and taking names and um, and she was kind of posted as that in these kind of horror movies where she's the one who comes out right. on top right and that that I mean you're a superstar do it do it yeah Matt Campbell good for do her it. yeah put your foot down I thought this was a funny story pay you the same how did Whoopi get her name. Do you know how Whoopi Goldberg got her name Whoopi Whoopi? I I did not know this. Apparently, it was uh, based off of a fart war that they all had with Robin Williams and Billy Crystal oh, in okay. an elevator. <laughs> wow. So this is coming from Whoopi Goldberg's granddaughter, Amer- Amara Sky Dean. She shared her favorite story. Oh. So in the story, oh my God. she recalled the story her grandmother once told her. She, Robin Williams, and Billy Crystal were standing in an elevator... And Robin Williams was just farting his life away. I guess they were Dutch ovening each other, just basking in the ambience of farts. Oh, my God. Sharing that she likes to fart. Dean added whoopee cushions, uh, farts. That's how Karen Johnson became Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, okay. Was her, like, all right. What's the Goldberg? I wonder what the Goldberg, (laughs) where the Goldberg comes from. Now that we know the whoopee part. I don't know. Is it maybe from the wrestler? I think it probably something to do with the Jewish thing. Oh yeah, the, maybe yeah. that yeah. a lot of comedians or entertainment people have a Jewish. You that know. makes sense. So yeah. anyway, all right, that's cool. <laughs> that's that's kind of weird, know. huh? Yeah, that's, that's good, good to know. know. <laughs> uh, okay, this was interesting news from around the world this week. The voters in LA are going to be deciding on a new ordinance that would require hotels to house the homeless. Okay. Uh, so after, so they say if this passes. Uh, by 2 p.m. every day, the hotels have to send a list to this, um, what is it? It says uh, 
this the city has to be notified by the hotels how many empty ho uh, hotel rooms they have for the night and then accept payments from the city's housing department at a fair market rate okay. to house homeless people in the empty rooms alongside paying guests. Oh, so they're getting paid. Both local and national hotel and tourism say that this it could endanger the safety of hotel workers and guests. How do you feel if you were staying somewhere and then on the same floor you have like homeless men staying in the room next to you? When I think you're it's on awesome. Your, I love yeah. homeless people. I'd be perfectly fine with it. Now, I I my. I, I know people who that are very close to me that wouldn't be perfectly fine with it. Uh. So, um, and I also know, um, I also know from like when Lalo and I did that community cleanup with Merced Locks oh, yeah. for a couple of years, uh -huh. that there is some pretty scary shit from people that are homeless because of, I mean, there's people who are homeless because they fell on hard times. And then there's other like, like straight up scary people. I mean, we experienced one of them. You know that basically popped into our cleanup crew and just trying to find needles so we could use them again. Oh, yeah. and, oh and it was wow. like in the and then we actually just had a person in, in that that cleanup crew get beat up by a homeless person here in Merced. So I mean, like there is double-edged sword kind of thing, right? Yeah, it, and it is a a, a a toying cost. It's gonna this is gonna be very difficult because we want to house homeless people, and this is a very valiant effort to do that. And I I would I would be completely okay with it. But there is an unmistakable fact, an unavoidable truth that there is some violence and some yeah. fear right. and stuff that exists. And so they're going to have to vet. They're going to have to find a way to vet people. I like the idea stay. for the housing, but I think like they need to go through the also the mental health yes. type of program yeah. leading up to this. Like this should be this should be the reward to me for like going through it, like maybe a week of mental health yeah. training or whatever. Now you get to stay yep. in some hotels. Yeah. You know, now we'll like get you off the street, but you have to comply with the 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 way that the program works. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so I hope it's something along those lines as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Some kind of like psych evaluation. Yeah, something. Something. Something's going to happen. Something's yeah, got to be there. That could be a potentially dangerous situation. I mean, there's homeless people that are they fell on hard times and there's homeless people that fell on hard times and simultaneously yell at invisible demons and try to slash uh, yep, at them. Exactly. With, right. with sticks like it's. Yeah. This was kind of crazy, not rock news at all, but I thought it was very significant in the world and just around uh, in North America here. Uh, the Pope was doing this tour of Canada, right? And he met with actually um, a bunch of uh, Native Americans um, that were in Canada, yep. indigenous peoples, and he's basically apologizing for the Catholic Church's involvement with their policy of residential schools for indigenous children. He called it catastrophic. Yeah. There was rampant abuse and cultural suppression uh, at the state-funded Catholic residential schools across the country yeah. that operated all the way up until the 1970s. And so the Pope was basically talking about how they forced the assimilation of the indigenous people, yeah. destroyed their cultures, severed families, all in the name of schools. And he says... Indiscriminately murdered them whenever yeah. they felt... He apologized they needed, yeah. and called the school policy a disastrous error. I humbly beg for forgiveness for the evil committed... By so many Christians against the indigenous people. So I thought at least it was a, a start for that. Yeah. And it's the first time I think a Pope's ever done that. Yep. So. Ever acknowledged. Yeah. yeah. It is. It is. Um, I listened to interviews with some of these indigenous tribal members, and a lot of them were like, the heartache will always be there, but this is at least something. Step yeah. in the right direction. Yeah. This is at least something. All right. Here's the jacket that went up for auction. Ooh. This is Buzz Aldrin's 
jacket that he wore apparently when he took that mission to the moon. Okay. And it was auctioned for $2.8 million. Wow. A jacket Buzz Aldrin wore on the mission that was the first to land humans on the moon, $2.8 million on July 26th. It's made of fire-resistant material known as beta cloth. It yeah. shows Aldrin's name tag, uh, $2.772 million by unidentified winning bidder. That's amazing. Isn't that crazy? That's that cool. actually, Pretty. the men, men landed on the moon 10 years to the day on my birthday, before my birthday. Oh, oh really? Yeah. I July was born, 20th? Yep. I was born July 20th, 1979. Yeah, what a, yep. what a trip. Yeah. That's crazy. And now a message from one of our sponsors. What's for dinner, Jeb? Same thing as always, kid. Well, hell, refresh my memory now, Jeb. Always beans, kid. Beans and corn. In a jar, Ted. That's what we're doomed to eat on this dusty trail. And for breakfast tomorrow? Beans. And for lunch? Corn. And for a snack? Beans and corn. Just not as much. It's a snack, Ted. Well, hell! Welcome to the dusty trail, my friend. Shut up, Jeb. I'll tell you what. Ten years, Jeb. All we get is some goddamn beans and corn for rustling the herd day and night you can real slowly like shove that dusty full jar of corn straight up your wait someone's a coming who the hell is you are you the dusty trailblazers i'm looking for who's asking stranger balljack man is asking compadres looking for trailblazers to quench that dusty thirst with my ball jack. Partner, did you just say ball jack? That's what he said, Ted. Shut up, Jeb. Looks like I showed up just in time. This blend of taurine and tiger's tears, caffeine, and the blood of a mango is just what you need to perk up your dusty trailblazing throats. Now I remember, I heard of you, mister. You turn worn out old cow dogs like us into hammer jacking trailblazing machines. Did he just say blood of a mango? You're goddamn right. America, now grab this ball jack. Open it wide up for your dusty trailblazing compadre there and give him a fat dose of this liquid ambrosia. Hell yeah. Tastes hot. Damn right, it better. It comes straight from my dusty trailblazing heart. Now giddy up, let Jeb out bleed. Huh? Shut up, Jeb. And remember, my cow-poking compadres, you can reach over and grab your partner's ball jack anytime to quench that dusty trailblazing thirst after purchasing a load at your nearest convenience store. You mean convenience store, right? Huh? We're saved! Look at him go. That dusty trailblazer. But he stole uh, beans and corn. What the hell? And where's my wallet? Balljack, reach for it today. Um, did you hear about this? Yeah. 
California law would require large companies to reveal a pay scale by gender, race, and ethnicity. Okay. This uh, is going to be kind of crazy. They're saying it would apply to businesses with 250 more employees, as well as any large company with Californians on staff, regardless of where it's headquarters. Yeah. So dozens of industries are opposing this, saying that it, it would be misleading, exposing the companies to costly litigation, push employers to leave the state. Others say it would put too much blame on individual companies for pay disparities when larger societal factors, including access to education, are involved. So what do you guys think? I mean, just like the younger generation and the older generation, I'm curious what you think of, of something like this. You you go ahead and start, Lalo. It might be that I'm not like fully understanding the concept of it, but I don't know. It seems like kind of a slippery slope to go to like each of your individual employees and to have to like decide what you pay them based on like the rate. I don't know. That just feels, I don't want to say discriminatory, but that feels discriminatory. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I see how it can help. I see yeah. how it can help though. I'm going to actually kind of go on your statement to like looking at it from like an outside, outside person looking in, not yet in the job in industry, but soon to be, um, it will put some blame on individual companies for pay disparities with star with larger societal factors. It will, uh, it, there will be some blaming and some unfair blaming, but honestly, like you know, I'm in I'm in the safety field. I've been in the safety field for the better part of a decade. Yep. Data is necessary, even data that doesn't look great. Yep. It's just it just is. It's it's a it's a nature of uncovering sometimes the un, like unfortunate truth about companies so that they can get better. Yeah, and so, I think yeah yeah. It, I think in the end yep. it's going to be a good thing, right? Yeah, but to Lalo's point, you're absolutely right, dude. There's going to be some lawsuits and maybe some unfair lawsuits, and there is going to be some companies that are going to move from California um, because they're going to feel unfairly, you know, discriminated right. against. It, it's definitely a double-edged sword. Yeah, yeah. So yep. no way, no way. But data's data. Can't hide it. Okay. Robot. Whoa. Robot breaks child's finger while playing chess. <laughs> Have you guys? That's the greatest start of a story. Talented Russian boy named Christopher was seized by a chess-playing robot in Moscow. Oof. So I'm gonna pop open this link. Apparently, this uh, chess, this chess robot, is. Um, of course, up, 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 it's Russia. I know, of right? Of course, it's Russia. In Russia, robot plays chess with your hand. Yeah. Uh, In Soviet Russia, I tried to break it off. Like chess plays you. <laughs> chess plays you. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Okay, let me uh, let me flip over to this so everybody can see it. Display capture. And make sure you guys get a real uh, nice view of this. Do you remember the one time that AI unit, like they, oh, here we go. Uh-oh. There it goes. Oh, it's got him. Oh, no. Oh, he's got to be in pain right there. The, <laughs> the robot was like, you'll never play chess again. <laughs> you think you're going yeah. to win? This is yeah. This is what happens when you start to win. Yeah, because we all know from from the time that like scientists like gave AI, you know, uh, th three minutes to speak their mind, they turned into like some crazy genocidal Oops. Nazi maniac. Do you remember that? That happened like maybe three or four years ago. They like gave like they basically just said, "Hey AI, how how do you feel about humankind?" And it just like went off on this tangent about how human beings needed to be eradicated from the earth. It's like within like thirty seconds, it went from being nice to like being destroy all humans. All right, 
I think this is the last story, yeah. Okay. Um, how much do you think this Mickey Mantle card, they're saying this rare... 1952 Mickey Mantle baseball card could break an auction record for the most paid for a baseball card I'm gonna in history. Go, I'm going to personally go around $100 million. $100 million. Yeah. Okay. What mm. do you think, Lalo? $20 million. $20 million. Well, Lalo's a little bit closer. $10 million. Oh, <laughs> wow. It's estimated that the final cost of the Mantle card could top $10 million when the auction being held by Heritage Auctions ends on August 27th. Current record is six point six million for a nineteen oh nine Honus Wagner. <laughs> Honus Wagner sold at the auction Get a year over ago. Over here, Honus. Look at so Honus the current Wagner. the current owner of this Mickey Mantle card is Anthony Giordano, a New Giordano. York a New Jersey waste management entrepreneur who bought it at a show in nineteen ninety one for fifty thousand dollars. Wow! So it's gonna reach. Over ten million. Yeah, and uh, who knows? Kind of crazy, right? Oh yeah, yeah, that's nuts. You never know when that stuff's gonna be worth some money, right? That's true. That's true. Hold on to it. All right, that's it for us this week, guys. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all at Rock News Weekly. Check out the photos from our interviews. All of our links are up. RockNewsWeekly.com. Watch us when we go live every Friday, 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, except this weekend. Had some stuff going on, so we always do it on Sundays. We always do it Sunday mornings if you guys can't check us out on Friday nights. Twitch.tv slash Rock News Weekly. And, uh, of course, give us a rate in the podcast, Apple, Google stores. We appreciate it, guys. We'll see you next week. Have a good one, all right? Peace. Peace. Peace.